Today I want to talk about something that I think, I pray, will not, uh, will not upset people. I, I want to discuss a, a word that we commonly hear that has been on my mind lately. Uh, the word is uh, evangelical or evangelize, evangelism. When that word was first created, way back when, the message was clear. It was about spreading the good news. The kingdom, the doors of the kingdom had been opened. Jesus Christ had walked the earth. And in his walk, he had made sure that everyone was included. That, that people uh, knew that they were loved. And to evangelize means to share the gospel. The gospel is defined as the good news. In other words, to share love. To share the love of Jesus Christ with everyone. When I first became a pastor, uh, I heard that word a lot as my calling, as a, my responsibility was to uh, evangelize the, the word of God and to share that good news. And I took that very seriously and I still do to this day. I do see myself uh, as e evangelical in that, in that sense. That's my job uh, and our job, all of us, is to help share that news that God is love and that we are loved by, God, by Christ and we're called to love each other. It's hard to see that word now without a, kind of a tag on it. That word is, kind of has a, a, an aura that people find quite upsetting. It's often associated with things that you'll see of uh, people talking about uh, kind of hurtful things or, or talking not so much about biblical things but more um, politics, uh, officials, people. We, we seem to associate that word with more of a, uh, a, a political movement anymore than a biblical movement. And I, I struggle with that. I, I really do because when people see that imagery on their uh, social media or, or things like that, I think that um, it can cause quite a bit of harm. When we represent ourselves as Christians, when, when we say, I, I am a Christian, this is what I believe, and then we use that as a, a weapon to hurt people, or to claim power or superiority, that, that, that's not evangel, evangelizing for me. That's not what I was taught evangelism means. Evangelism, again, means sharing the love of Christ. It means sharing love. And so when you use it for power, or for reasons to, uh, to hate. I, I think that word's been abused. And 
I think that we need to find ways to make sure that the love of Christ is still being, is still being passed on. A lot of people are looking at what they see on uh, the news and imagery and all of this kind of stuff, social media and stuff, of people that call themselves uh, evangelizers, evangelicals, whatever the term is. The one, if they see people that are doing harmful things in the word and the name of Christ, it's hard to, uh, it's easy to understand why some people are hesitant to even uh, think about becoming a, a Christian. Uh, it seems like we're, we're doing a lot of uh, frightening people away. And, you know, this is not something that is just in this uh, time period. It seems like it because uh, our words are echoed so much through so many outlets, and it's easy to see it. Uh, but Christians have, throughout history, have done some pretty harmful things, and I'm well aware. But again, the Christians that have done harmful things, I just don't see it as following Christ. We have extremists in almost every religion. We have uh, people that have, that have done harm and terrorized, and, and, and they, they don't represent. They've taken, they've taken the core of something, and they've uh, turned it into something it's not. And I see that happening quite a bit these days. And I just want to talk about it because... I want you to know if you are questioning the faith, new to the faith, you're just tuning in and asking what is this weird guy doing talking about this, I want you to know that the message of Jesus Christ has nothing to do with a governing official or a politician or ownership of land or property or power. The message of Jesus Christ has to do with love. That love is um, for everyone. That's the message that we're supposed to be spreading. And I don't know if we're doing a very good job of it anymore. I worry about that. Because I see my neighbor now as sometimes you, you look at somebody and you, you wonder what they are, you, if they're going to hurt you or if they're going to be a threat or if they believe this or if they believe that. And we are not looking at our neighbor as a possible friend or somebody else with a story of somebody. Do you drive down the street and you look at the people in the car coming at you and do you wonder to yourself, who do they love? What's their home life like? What, was, what are their holidays like? What are, what are the things that they hold dear? And what are they doing to, to try to do the best they can for the people around them? And what are they afraid of? What's, what baggage are they carrying? We, we all carry it. Do we look at our neighbor that way? Uh, do we look at everybody that way? Because Christ did. Jesus Christ looked at everybody as someone to welcome into the, the kingdom. 
as, as someone to love and care for. And oftentimes he walked into their homes and met them where they were and, and heard their stories and, and saw them on level ground. That's how Jesus spread the news. And I believe that's how we as Christians who want to be more like Christ, I believe that's how we're called to spread the news. We look at it as teams now. Um, I, I don't know if anybody was watching the, the, the football playoffs or I don't know if uh, soccer is your game or, or whatever, but you always think about um, teams. And you always think about the strategies and the ones that it's about winning the game. It's about uh, uh, being a stronger than the other. It's about uh, being more um, uh, crafty than the other. It's about having that power. And then when you're building up that, uh, that team through that, throughout the cheers and throughout the, the motivation and everything, it's all about uh, strength and power. And it's about uh, looking good and looking powerful. And it's about just... That mindset is made to get you into the mode of being able to squash your opponent. And we have turned Christianity sometimes into a, a team. We're Team Jesus, and our job is to be powerful. And we're, we're supposed to have, you know, all of the, 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 the things, and we're supposed to be, have this, and it, it's turned into uh, wanting to protect our, 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 ourselves from the, the, the villainy of the world. And the, the villainy is people. And we want to uh, protect ourselves from uh, threats. And we want to fight people that make us uncomfortable. And we want, to, uh, we want to squash the opponents. I think we've confused Christianity with a team in some kind of game. But it's not. If Jesus was the, the head coach there, and just like you, when you were growing up and you had people standing out there and you had two coaches or whatever, and they would pick members of their team and they'd say, I'm going to go with you and I'm going to go with you. I was always the last one picked. Then I didn't like sports, so I was actually really okay with that. But I, it, you were the ones that they would pick first were the ones that had the skills and were, were strong and, you know, they could, they could throw the ball farthest or they could run over their opponent. And so we confuse that sometimes with those are the people that Christ is calling for us. We, we look for people that seem to be, uh, you know, uh, like superheroes. We, we look for uh, churches that, that look like concert events. We look for pastors that have, you know, the, the coolest outfits and have the, the, the most styling thing, and they spend more money on hair gel than they do on feeding the poor. Not, a, not everyone, but... There was a time when Jesus was walking around, and he did kind of stand there, and everybody was out there looking. And he started to show who he was picking. And I'll, I'll share it with you. It comes from Matthew 5, 1 through 16. 
He would, instead of showing, fighting and, and saying, You're, you look like you could lift something, or you look like you could push someone over, or you look powerful, or you're the, the, the hunkiest one there. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The ones that were feeling like they were on the outside, poor in spirit means people that are struggling, people that are hurting, whether it's through physical ailments or uh, emotional challenges, mental challenges, uh, economic challenges, or just feeling like you don't matter. They were on the team. They were the first ones picked. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. He wasn't just saying, you're in for this play. He was saying, the kingdom of heaven, that's yours. The thing that I'm here for and opening the door for, that's yours. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted again. The people that are hurting... The people that were mourning lost loved ones, but also the people that were just mourning a happier time, a safer time, a time where they felt loved. They were on the team. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. The meek were considered the, the weak. The weak were considered anybody that had anything wrong with them, which is funny because every one of us has something wrong with us. Every one of us has a struggle. Every one of us has that, but somehow we have morphed our, our, our definition to where we can somehow stand above people and look down at people. And Jesus was saying, the people that you're looking down on right now, the ones that are down there that you are looking down at, they're going to inherit the earth. It's theirs because they're on the team. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Now, righteousness, sometimes we often confuse that with justice. That's not what righteousness meant in biblical times. It didn't mean, you know, fighting to make sure that the, the criminals are in jail and to make sure that uh, everyone has all their, their stuff there. Righteousness actually meant uh, living with God, walking with God, uh, being, uh, having a, a moral following of the teachings of God. The teachings of God, not the teachings of, uh, of, of politicians, not the teachings of what the, the, the pop culture news item is, not, not any of that. The teachings of God, which meant welcoming the stranger, which meant uh, loving your neighbor, which meant loving your enemy. The teachings of God, the things that Jesus was talking about was all about inclusion, all about welcoming, all about that love message. And he's saying that those who hunger for that message... They're going to be filled. You're on the team. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Merciful does not mean judging others. Merciful does not mean, uh, I have to protect myself from, from that person because they're different than I am, and they don't matter, and all of that kind of stuff. It doesn't mean any of that stuff. Merciful means actually extending love. Merciful means actually opening a door and making sure that that door is open. Merciful means meeting people where they are, like Jesus did. 
like Jesus still does. Merciful means love, loving others. The ones that were merciful, they're on the team. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. The pure in heart, basically. You know what, you know what pure in heart really means? Honest self. Be your honest self. Who are you? Who do you feel like? Do you feel happy today? Do you feel sad today? Do you feel angry today? Whatever you're feeling today is who you are. That's pure. Untarnished. Unmanipulated. Sincere. That's who Jesus is calling. Your honest self is on the team. And blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. We have, there are people that do call themselves Christians that really do a lot of nasty stuff to other people, that really do take away the peace of other people. There's a lot of folks out there that are really calling for bullying and war and sarcasm and just meanness to other people. And they say that they're doing it in the name of Jesus Christ. But the words of Jesus Christ are right there. Blessed are the peacemakers. Not only blessed are the peacemakers, but if you're a peacemaker, if you are a person that makes peace, you are considered a child of God. That's a big, that's a big up there on the team. Cool jerseys. Just for promoting the word of Christ, which is love, which is peace. And blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This was not about any kind of political issue. This was not about uh, our rights are being taken away. This is about the righteousness, the walking with God, those that are promoting love, peace, mercifulness, all of those kind of things that continue to get bullied for that. They're on the team. And he says, blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely in my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way that they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This, this whole thing of uh, fighting for what true evangelism is, spreading the good news and being uh, frustrated because people are chasing power and bullies and prejudiceness and bigotry, that's not old, or it's not new. It's, it's, it's been around, and that's what he's talking about there, is that this has been around, and he's even telling the people that he's talking to on that day, this has been around even before you. If, if, you, if you spend your life really trying to make peace with the world, 
trying to spread love in the world, trying to truly spread the message of Christ, it's going to get frustrating sometimes. I, I feel that frustration this week. It's going to get frustrating sometimes. And you're going to be challenged at it. Who we are is who Jesus loves. And who they are is who Jesus loves. Our job is to spread that news. And it's not a job of uh, something where somebody, on the, when he was picking the members of the team, it wasn't about somebody being left. It was about saying, there's a place for you. There's a place for you. There's a place for you. As you are. As you are today. And you can even be better tomorrow. It's, it's, not a, it's not about our comfort. It's not about uh, being able to say that we are superior over someone else. Christianity has never, never been about an ego trip. And it's never been about a power move. It's about spreading the love of Christ. It really is. And when we spread that love of Christ, we are supposed to spread that openly. We are supposed to spread that honestly, sincerely. We are supposed to be able to be the difference maker, not fall into the hard left, the hard right, or just follow the political nature of things or the popular nature of things, but to follow the biblical nature of things, which means everybody yearns for love and needs to be loved. Christ was telling us 2,000 years ago that it's not a power thing. It's not who has the biggest muscles that wins. Love actually is the key to your victory. And he looks at people that are listening to him. And he says, no one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under a bushel basket. But rather on a lampstand. And it gives light to all of the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so they may, be, they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. In other words, be that person that you are. That person that you are that you think, I would never be part of that team. I can't be part of that team. I don't have the skills. I don't have this. I don't have that. Jesus is saying, the merciful, the poor, the sad, the hungry, the honest selves, that's who I'm calling. That's who I'm here for. And as Christians, why isn't it that that we are sharing with each other? You know, I, when we first started doing, I said to hit that like or share button. Imagine if we just did that to each other. Imagine if we really did evangelize by saying, I love you. Imagine if evangelism was not associated with hatred, but with good news. Imagine where we would be. Let's be there together. Let's pray.
Gracious God, let us hear your true message. People are running from this faith because of the things that they see by other people. Help us see the truth and give us the courage to share that truth with ourselves and with our neighbor, who is everyone. Help us share the good news. Amen. You know, when I was a kid, and even today, I, I never experienced um, catching the winning football, or uh, I, I've never experienced hitting a home run. I, I've never experienced uh, being the one that had the, the winning score. And a lot of us, I'm sure, haven't. But I do know that every one of us at one point in their life, at least, has experienced love. And you know what that feels like. You know what it feels like to love and to be loved. I ask us all this week, all this week, to experience what it's like to share love. Love God, love yourself, and love your neighbor. Amen.